Oh, it's lovely outside. It's gorgeous. I feel like we should be strolling in an autumnal woods. Kicking leaves and in leaves. Kicking leaves. Leaves or leaves? Leaves. Beware the steaming leaf pile. Ooh. And That's jumping in puddles. To me. A la the Vicar of Dibley. Oh, very <laughs> funny. Very yeah. good. Why beware of the steaming leaf puddles? Uh, the steaming Piles. leaf pile, in case... There's something a dog poo underneath. <laughs> oh, something, something nasty lurks within. You don't want to be having a lovely time kicking leaves oh. in the air over each other and then suddenly <laughs> something... <laughs> <other>. <laughs> Such fun! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to give it a big run-up, do you? And then, no. Uh, no. Oh, dear. And Rich used to wear these really pointy winkle picker shoes <laughs> oh and i first oh. met him and we used to joke that he might impale something <laughs> <laughs> whilst leaf kicking Excrement. what a lovely yeah. place to start did you miss yes. me oh, <laughs> last very week? Much. i actually did a slide tackle through one when i was playing football oh, oh man that is disgusting yep let's go let's do it You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that Did was you brilliant. Did see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, ground. that was brilliant. Hello. Hello! I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning, and welcome to episode 78 of the Real Reading Podcast. Doing that for some gravitas, what do you think? Do, what What was gravitas? The Announcing the episode number. Saying the same, same thing you say at the beginning saying of the Saying the same podcast. thing I say every week with People like familiarity, mm, don't true. they? Breeds contempt, though. Does it? Yeah. Oh, so, so they say. Uh, so... No interview because, um, well, slackers, slackers, but we'll come to that. Not slackers, that's not. Well, what were you doing last week? You oh, weren't even, you didn't busy. even show up. No, I didn't. I was in Devon having a lovely time by she the wasn't sea, even in Reading. No, 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 <laughs> how dare you, how leave. disloyal. Um, However, this week, we do have Rach's Fact of the Week. Have you finally got one? You've been scrabbling around all day to find a fact of the week. I know, I was struggling, but yes, I have got one. Hugh helped me on the road to something... This is unusual. ...appropriate. We can't really have a quiz about this, I'm afraid. No, it's going to be a little bit... ...something I've written about quite a lot. He's not often a team player. Well, it's also probably not very uh, respectful (laughs) to get get quizzical about it. True, true. Also Uh, that... (laughs) And we also have uh, Fort Explains It All, which this week is about... Nothing. <laughs> what? I've got one. Okay. <laughs> we, I, thought, uh, I thought we were doing... That is awkward. Oh, dear. Oh. I told you I didn't have anything. Okay. I think he's going to talk, sort of extend what I was talking about okay. a little um, bit. Was I think plan. we might have to take pause if we are going to talk about that. Just a warning. Okay. Because I don't have any material. (laughs) (laughs) Having told you I didn't have anything. Okay. um, If it feels slightly like the end of term, um, we we have decided to have a short two-week recess. School's out! Uh, We'll tell you a little bit more about that and when we'll be back. Um, Basically, we just need to recharge. Hmm. We've expended a lot of... Find some more things to talk about. Yes. 
do some things, you know. Anyway, in the meantime, here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thanks, Jeremy. I should really get him in to come and re-record some of those. Are they getting a bit out of date? No, not really. I think it still mentions Get Reading in there, though. We haven't been Get Reading for a while, so I probably should sort that out. Is he still reading out the number one from the 1998? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, pop pickers. (laughs) Did you used to record it? I didn't know. I was never interested. Did you not? No, never bothered. Oh, do you have to sit there with your hand on the pause button for when when all the (laughs) sort of talking in between tracks, and then you can press record again? Nah. No. Nah. The Real Reading Just Podcast bringing you copyright infringement <laughs> <laughs> since twenty oh, yeah. eighteen since nineteen ninety six. <laughs> um, Rach, we were having some fun earlier, weren't we? Talking about swearing. Oh. Yes, we were. And we probably can't go too deeply into this, but it was just I was I was just intrigued by how some words are not very good to say especially if you maybe stub your toe and you say, oh, blimey, that hurt a little. Well, oh, this, this, gosh, came oh, blimey, off, that yes. this came off the back of an unfortunate incident where my four-year-old bought a rude word home from school. Yes. Um, I think this happens to every parent. I think it? it does. I wasn't ready for it. I was just stood <laughs> chopping some peppers and, and out, out it came. And I, I might have gone a little bit. Yes. To postal. I, 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 I admired thoroughly his defence of, I wasn't saying it at you. I was, I was just, just telling saying you it. what somebody else said. Right. Okay. That makes it all right then. The case rests, Your Honour. Yeah. So um, then we were talking about like funny swearsies or like incidents <laughs> where your parents used to do bad swears in front of you but pretend that they hadn't and said, <laughs> Other things? No, your no. Hugh's shaking his head. Your mum just ma- came right is, out with it. My mother is legendarily foul, foul mouthed. <laughs> is she? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Saint Saint Linda. Well, she's got to have one vice. Saint Linda. She's got to have a yeah, vice. It was definitely swearing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember hearing my mum swear until I must have been mid-teens, and then suddenly she used just used to start letting rip occasionally and just. Rah, rah, rah. She doesn't mm. listen, so it's okay. Well, she'd obviously held it in for, yeah, sort for of quite 15 a while, yeah. years or whatever whilst you were growing up yeah. and then just went mad with it. You said there was one your your mum said where she tried to oh. hide, she tried to... Yeah, I can remember one where mum tried to cover one up that she'd done and then went one where she chose to ignore <laughs> one that I did. Um, so she'd had... Mum had had a bit of uh, road rage... Uh, but and when we, me and my brother went, <gasps> Mom, and she went, I said basket. <laughs> you really didn't. <laughs> you really didn't. Um, think, no, my my childhood memories is very much of sitting in my the car with my mum and her her swearing at whoever was on the radio, normally MPs. Um, there was and. I once brought up her use of a certain word, and she responded by saying, "What are you talking about? It's a perfectly acceptable Anglo-Saxon word." <laughs> and 
I didn't know what that meant. So, <laughs> <laughs> and you, you knew what the swearsies meant, but not the. Did you, you? You popped into the playground and started saying, "Oh, it's a perfectly reasonable Anglo-Saxon comment." Where are you taking me? Yes. What, what, what do you mean? De- what do you mean detention? What do we, we have to see the head teacher? But the Anglo-Saxon. But sir, <laughs> my mum says, <laughs> and to you, um, it just occurred to me that obviously. It'd be very easy for us to. I think twice we've accidentally let out little, little accidental moments. Yeah. I don't them. think they were even that bad. Were no, they? I don't they think were so really either. like baby ones. Yeah, yeah. I I, I done a swear, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you do, you did do a swear. And then Tom <laughs> and I just become like seven year olds. Oh, you! I'm a telling swear. your mum. I did the other one that I did was when my. Uh, my degree results came in and oh, I was uh, talking to my mum, crying quite a lot because they weren't quite what I'd wanted. Uh, and I said something and my mum looked at me and went, no, Rach, you haven't mucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I just left it, let it slide. <laughs> it was a sad oh. day. Oh, dear. Well, that, that's our that's our entertainment of the week. Yeah, uh, that, that was that was well, every time Rachel I'm comes. I'm glad into my uh, my oh. personal trauma of my son. Your poor son is going to be traumatized. If he, uh, when he's 16 and he podcasts. he discover he uncovers that your that his mum used to be a superstar podcaster. <laughs> that what, I what do you mean used to be? <laughs> <laughs> well, she's she was you know she's going to be world famous by then. Surely, past I it. might have my own podcast by <gasps> then. Can you imagine? Oh, you'd have to learn I'd how to use the equipment. We'll be talking about it on episode nine thousand four hundred and sixty-two. <laughs> I'll be talking about the Maywand Lion all over again. <laughs> do you remember when? We'll have to have toilet breaks in those, uh, <laughs> <laughs> those podcasts. Well, no, surely we'd we'd have um, you we'd we'd. The, the, you just you wouldn't need to go to the toilet. You just the toilet would just be attached to you somehow. Well, that's what happens when you get really old. Yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> 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 oh, oh, swearing in toilets. Oh, lovely. Okay, moving. We started with treading in dog poo, so oh, it was only going to yeah, go downhill, wasn't yeah. it? Really. Mm. Carry on swiftly. Um, we had another little break because my computer turned itself off. Uh, it is time for Rach's Pros. fact of the week. of the week. Rach, it mm. is fact of the week time. What yes. are we talking about? Well, I, oh, I feel a bit bad because it's a bit of a change of pace, really. That's okay. We, we're a roller coaster. Yeah. Well, obviously it is, well, Remembrance Sunday, yep. this Sunday, assuming podcast will be out uh, on Friday. Friday. Podcast will be out on Friday. Um, so I was going to talk about something kind of related to that, which Hugh will probably be able to help me with a little bit because you have reported on it previously. But it was the day that Reading was bombed wow. during the Second World War, which I think we have mentioned in passing in on previous podcasts. Yeah, it has, but, it has been mentioned, but, but a bit more, bit more details, a bit for more you thorough today because it okay. uh, it is the time to remember. Those events. who lost their lives, and yes, yeah. Um, so this was on the 10th of February 1943 when there was 41 people lost their lives. Hugh's already doing a face like he's going to correct me. Then I'm not. I'm just um, just listening intently, making sure that I can remember. Fact checking me. I'm not fact checking. No, no. Um, I trust you. You are quoting from one of my articles. So <laughs> if the facts are wrong, 
Because that is true. That is true. Yeah. If I'm not right, it's his fault. Um, so it was the 10th of February 1943 and 41 people lost their lives uh, during a, a German air raid um, in the Second World War. And it was called the People's Pantry Bombings, is what it's now known as. Um, so there were four bombs dropped on Reading that day, and they were 500 kilograms each, which I'm trying to sort of imagine how big that is, really. That's probably like six people, maybe? Six adult... Yeah. yeah. Six I, adult oh. people. That's quite massive, It's isn't quite it? big, yeah. Yeah, and there's four of those dropped on the town. Um, in a line. So the first one landed uh, just on the north bank of the Kennet. So I'm, I'm imagining it was kind of Oracle area, Debenhams, basically. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Debenhams wasn't there then. Um, but the Simmons Brewery was. So that took yes, a Yes, that was the site of the Simmons Brewery. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that was the first one. And then the second one fell on the Wellsteed's department store sort of heading north um, and then the next one fell onto Victorian Arcade which I'm assuming Hugh didn't mention specifically in your article but I'm assuming it's the Bristol and West Arcade that kind of comes from Sainsbury's what is Sainsbury's now through out towards the town hall uh, yes I would say somewhere near there yeah certainly that area um, of town and that one then exploded outside the People's Pantry. So the People's Pantry, we're not 100% sure where that was, but it's around the kind of Town Hall, um, St. Leonard's Church area. Um, and it was basically a, a, a restaurant, a kitchen, yeah. where people could go. Because the rationing was so tight during the, the Second World War, it was, a, I suppose, almost like a food bank in today's terms, where people could go to supplement the rations. Um so I've got not that this is great for podcast. All right, it's the Lawrence Church. Sorry, with my the bad. one with they had scaffolding on it for thirty years. My bad. Sorry, um, not that this is great for for podcast, but I've got a picture on my laptop here. Yeah, of St Lawrence's Church here and the town hall. So, just to describe. To, to people a little bit what we can see um, so if I'm standing out the back of the, the Marks and Spencer's food hall looking towards the town hall um, Blandy and Blandy which is still there the solicitors yes. between the church and the town hall that is uh, sort of obliterated really that the front half of the building is non-existent um, parts of the town hall are, are, are gone um, the windows are all blown out there's just debris everywhere the church, Hugh and I were saying earlier that the church is sort of weirdly intact. Yeah. Considering that um, a bomb went off uh, right outside it. Um, and then the fourth bomb, uh, the final one, landed right on top of the people's pantry. Um, so two went off in that area outside the town hall. And quite famously, we have talked about this before, that Michael Bond, author of the, the yes. Paddington stories, was on top of the restaurant building at the time that the bombs fell um he he did see some rather horrific things as you would imagine in the aftermath but 
then his sort of famous quote about it afterwards. Hugh, do you want to? Because you, <laughs> you can probably remember it, it word for word. Extraordinary quote. We did talk about this last week yeah. as well, actually, didn't we? Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, the quote, I can't remember exactly what it is, but he, he says something. He gets on the bus covered in debris and uh, says no one would sit next to him. And then he says, he said, uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but he, he ends with saying, it was a funny time. <laughs> Sort of so incredibly sort of British, very British uh, yeah. sort of understatement. What so I find incredible about that picture is that it's, it's clearly recognisable as the town hall and the church. You, you know, if you yeah. saw that picture, you'd know exactly where it was. There's another picture just a bit further down in the article. Oh wow! Yes. Looking, so I'm assuming this is sort of standing on top of what is now O'Neill's. Oh yes. On the opposite corner, looking back towards the church. Um, as you can see there was obviously it was on fire and trying to put it out but they are quite sobering images aren't they that they're you just incredible sort of, pictures aren't they they yeah. are yeah. they really are you just sort of take this for take it for granted that it's all there but actually these things happened in our town they did um, they did and um, not really it's that quite, long ago it's quite incredible really that I, I don't want to say only but 41 people died, but yeah. four 500-kilo bombs dropped on the town centre, that that number could have been significantly higher. And, yeah. the, and the reason that it wasn't is because they chose a, a half-day closing to, to drop the bombs. Oh, wow. So most of the shops were closed. Do, do we know why? Do we know what the aim was, what the target was? Um, be interesting to find out if we don't. Yeah, no, I don't if know. If anybody listening does know what the... It seems like... Four bombs. Uh, I'm, I'm not that much of an expert on this, but four bombs just seems like what, one one plane, one load on for one plane. Yeah, you, you could you could well be was right. Was it by accident? I don't know. Was I it, just I know they they flew past London, or I don't know. I don't know, but the, I mean, it says that they then once they dropped the bombs, they then carried on flying, right. almost in a straight line. But once they'd run out of bombs, they used their their guns. Okay, because I, I know was from injured on Hemdean Road in Caversham just oh really? from gunfire. Oh so terrifying. I, I do yeah, know from you can't from actually um, imagine what no, that must have been like, can you? I know from sort of reading a bit about Coventry and going up to Coventry and what happened up there. Mm. That was all to do with the motor industry and and uh, all the engineering that went on building building plane engines and and all sorts to the point where they had decoy factories in the city and moved all of the all of the manufacturing factories to the edge of the city so that if the city oh, right. got bombed there was nothing carry on there they just carry on um but that was that was coventry was bombed significantly more uh than 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 reading was um and it's one of those ones where you sort of if you've ever been to coventry or you've walked through coventry and you're sort of thinking well this isn't very good you know this isn't very nice i don't really you know it, it's coventry city center is Sort of one of those sort of sixties concrete. concrete builds, and you think, mm. but it's just worth remembering why it is like that. With the because old it was cathedral in the middle of yeah, it all, completely which bombed is really out odd. as well. Yeah, yeah, but it, and, you know, it's just it just you, sometimes you just stop yourself and think, actually, why does it look like this? It's because it needs to be rebuilt quickly. Yeah, and that's mm. that was the best way to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry, that was a bit of yes. a, a sobering topic after our initial <laughs> chats, but um, it, yes. you know, it's. I wanted to talk about you something would... that was significant, and this weekend, obviously, with there must be it being remembered. When was Sunday. it? Nineteen. 
1943. So unless it was the town hall, unless there was sort of significant documents kept there, or could, yeah, it could be. But you think there may be some very old people now um, who might might still be alive who remember it, remember it. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping they've been there eight late. Well, that it, to be able to be of the age to actually remember what happened, you'd have to be getting on towards what you have to be very late eighties, nineties, that sort of age. I believe, I reckon. I do remember talking about it with in in the good old days at the, the Reading Evening Post when I was a youngster. <laughs> do you remember there there was two ladies that did um, like proofreading at the adverts? Yeah. Bernie and Colleen. Ah, they were a little bit before my time. Yeah, but yeah. I remember talking about it, this with Colleen. That I think she was so maybe not there for the actual event, but certainly in the aftermath that she uh, she saw stuff. I'm hoping that someone listening will be able to fill in some of the blanks for us. But it's just uh, it's it's quite quite stunning, especially when you look at the pictures. It really is. So maybe we'll make can sure you put that on the podcast. Yeah, I'll make sure the so pictures go on the podcast. See what I'm so, describing. Yeah. Especially thoughtful this weekend. So, okay, guys. Hugh, did you have something to add? Uh, not, not for for. A, it's a discussion you and I need to have after the uh, after the podcast is finished about the about the photographs. <laughs> so. Oh, okay, fine, right. <laughs> intrigue, list, dear listener, intrigue. Uh, oh no, I know what this is about now. Okay, yes, fine. Um, we're not going to tell you though. Thanks, guys. That was a lovely... Don't worry, dear listener. (laughs) I am also in the dark. (laughs) It's not like he has to go go and steal them or anything like that. It's just just the usage issues. Uh, Thanks, thanks, guys. We will call that the end of part one, and we will move swiftly on to part two momentarily. Hello everybody, welcome back to part two for Fort Doesn't Really Explain Much. What have you got, mate? Um, we haven't got anything serious to talk about this week. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. As it's... Can uh, lighten the mood? As it's term. Uh, what is it? End of season. End of term, end of season. Yeah. No, well, d- would you say... See, you get really angry when people say season and not series. I do, because that's what we that's c- what it's called in America. So is it end of series? It's not end really an series, end of series, yeah. Well, We're just having a break. you're watching an American series, though... Would that be a season? I call it a series. That'd be it. But if it's season. American, if I'm using a certain type of mil- metal, I don't call it aluminum. So if I'm watching a TV show yeah, in this country, if you were in America, if you were in America, you aluminum. might aluminum. I still wouldn't. Uh, definitely, definitely, hundred yeah, percent wouldn't. If I was in America, but then you'd get the American version of Hugh Four going. Uh, excuse me, Hugh. I think you'll find it's aluminum. And I go, hey, buddy. No, it's not. <laughs> wow, stereotype much? Wow. I'd like to apologise yeah. to all our American listeners. <laughs> I'd like to apologise to our American listener. Ah, I, do you know what? I did look at a map. There's a map that shows you where you've got listeners. Have we got one in Reading, Pennsylvania? I don't know. It doesn't go down that deep. Do you know, do you know who comes from Reading, Pennsylvania? Taylor Swift. She does yes. Swifty not. herself. Yeah. Swift though. <gasps> Swifty, yeah. Swifty. So you can, when you meet people, you can say, did you know Taylor Swift comes from Reading? And, and you're not lying. And they go, what? So, <laughs> <laughs> who's this cool guy? <laughs> Armed with facts. Yeah. Is that what people say when they meet you, isn't it? Who's this cool guy? Yeah, he's the life and soul. Do you remember the guy when we were at when we were over the over the road watching the football on the big screen, and the guy went, "Are oh, you you for?" I got recognised. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, 
Wow, did you uh, feel like a celebrity? I thought he might was going to attack me, but uh, oh. <laughs> I didn't recognise him off Twitter, so. <laughs> no. Oh, dear. Yeah, you don't want it to be one of the, one of their the friends people on, on one of your friends on Facebook. One friend yeah. in particular. Good friend. Good friend. Yeah, that guy. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, Hugh, we've wasted enough time. Are you ready? Done that. He'd love a mention. No, I'm not mentioning him. Mm. No. Um, that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't have done that. Gotcha. So last last week or the week before, I last week, uh, we ran a piece. The 15 most extraordinary things ever happened to happen in Reading. Are you going to read all 15 out? No. Okay, because that would... I've got three. Okay, your favourites, your three favourites. You're going to do... The three most suitable. Okay, can you do it in reverse order? Uh, coming in at number three... Um, All right, pop pickers. <laughs> We've had that impression. Sorry, I've done that. You already. sound like Bruce Forsyth. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Uh, when a Reading pub was destroyed by rampaging elephants. Oh, I love this story. That's I'll never one. get tired of imagining elephants walking down a street in Reading <laughs> yeah. and subsequently destroying a pub. Yep, that's the uh, the Sun Inn in Castle Street. For anyone who's wondering, was knocked down by rampaging elephants, which were part of Bertram Mills's circus. Back it's also in where 1947. Rich and I are sort of properly met oh. in said pub. It's a wonder. Did you know it's got jail cells as well? Underneath. Well, it did have it did until have. the elephant. Gold cells. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that fell flat, didn't it? <laughs> um, I don't know what you said. Yes. I said gold cells. Oh. Because the Reading gold hug. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's not good yeah. if I have to explain it. Yeah, it's, it's not good. No. We've got anyway. I'm uh, busy sweeping up those tumbleweeds. <laughs> so well, I didn't. Hugh, number two. Number two. Did you know that two chirpy scousers who you might have heard of hold, held, held some of their very, very early performances in Reading? <gasps> yes, I'm I did. going to this pub tonight. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Do you think the Nurk twins will be playing? No. Probably <laughs> not, <laughs> seeing as there's only one. Yeah. There's only left. one twin, yeah. Poor, mm. poor. Oh. Yep, in uh, You love Sir Paul McCartney, don't you? You're a big fan. Um, no. And wow. Sorry, Paul. I, yeah, if he's listening, uh, well, he's done better in life than I have. <laughs> so far. We both started our, our early careers in Reading, though, so that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, something that Sir Paul and I have in common. Um, so this was pre-Beatles, obviously, when there was just, just there was the two, two of them. them. Yeah. yeah, it's not ever made clear why they were in Reading, but they were working in the uh, Fox and Town pub in um, Caversham. And oh, there's two of them, and then somehow they obviously thought we'd better go back to Liverpool at some point and formed a band called something called The Beatles, and uh, it went quite well from there on. So what were they, they called? The, the Nurk Twins. The Nurk Twins, yeah. I've been to the the Beatles experience last year in Liverpool, and the, you know they did talk about the Nurk Twins, and I think even the Fox and Hounds might have yeah. had a mention, oh, okay. but I don't know why why they would be no. here. How many people were in the audience? Oh, ten. Twelve. Three. Oh. Oh. And I'll put a similar shout out now than I did in the article. If you were one of those three, <laughs> I want to hear from you. <laughs> that would be quite a... That would be great. That would be pretty awesome, wouldn't it? That you would be cool, wouldn't it? Before they were famous. Yeah. Yeah, number uh, one, and coming in at number. Do you know what I would have said? Elephants would have been number one, but he's he's obviously. I haven't, I haven't really ranked them. I just, it was just in the order of the bits of paper were in. <laughs> okay, all right. But this is a good one. I like this. This okay. Chap. Go on. The greatest knight who ever lived. Oh yes, this one. Yeah, the greatest knight who ever. 
William this, Marshall. Can I, can I just uh, say early on, this is probably going to feed back somehow to Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. So if you are fed up with our chat about <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of does. Thieves, uh, <laughs> feel free to look away now. I think it features one of the characters from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, actually. Um, <laughs> sort of Sean Connery. <laughs> yes. Um, William Marshall. In, uh, if if this if there should be an action film made out of the life of William Marshall, because clearly, clearly he's a massive badass. If I'm allowed to use that term under our swearing guidelines, if not, you said badass. Badass. That, yeah. That's not the same a as bad. Yeah, I had to go American then, ass. ironically. <laughs> to um, get it through the censor, yeah. Yeah. Do you know where he lived? Uh, Modest surroundings. <gasps> oh, the Abbey, Cavendish Park. Oh, what well, in the big house? In the big house, yeah. I bet it was a oh. bit cheaper back then, though. Yeah, probably, but you still had to be. Uh, what year was this? Hard as nails. Eight hundred years ago. Oh, okay. okay so so not in the current big white house then. No, I don't know what was there at the time. <laughs> there has been living alongside the BBC noble people. Yes. up there, big houses up there. Nobility. Yeah. But um, what did he do, Hugh? Um, he he was Lord of Carrishan Park. And um, if if there was a battle scene in a film, there, th- he would be the one where everyone else in surrounding him is getting surrounded by him is getting into the most almighty ruck. And yeah. He's got he's no one's near him. He's got enormous amounts of space to do exactly what he's like. And he, he's sort of <laughs> just picking people off who come up behind him with one yeah one yeah. fell swoop. The hero, you mean? As, like yes. he's got eyes in the back of his head. Yes, as yeah. all, all hell breaks loose it's around. It's like him. the John Snow of Caversham. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yes, I presume you don't mean the newsreader. No, 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 no. no, no. The former England cricketer. No. no. Guess again. <laughs> <laughs> the bloke of tomorrow's world. Wasn't no. that the same John Snow as when you said earlier? No, I think it was a different John Snow. Okay. <laughs> no, none but of that. I know, not I'm that out, one. I'm out of John Snow's. Okay, I carry on. don't mean the rapper Snow. <laughs> carry on. Um, I meant he? John Snow. If I say it like that, no, that's more. He still won't get it. <laughs> For reasons um, I can't quite remember, and it's not in the story, because I think this is a sort of too much detail. He found himself in battle on the opposite side from the great Richard the Lionheart. And legend has it that they both found themselves as as you would do if you were <laughs> some sort of badass knight <laughs> in a battle. You'd be like, right, who's your top lad? <laughs> 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 they found themselves in uh, in combat and uh, Sir William uh, Sir William? I think he's Sir William or William um, ha- handed it to him, put him on the ground and uh, Gave him a good shellacking. And in, in those days, if you if you'd won that won that, you had the right to to end it all. But he chose not to, and okay. allowed the uh, the Lionheart to be to continue as uh, go on to be the the king, the king, <laughs> the king, and uh, famous king. Yes, who led the Crusades and made a cameo at the end of Robin Hood. Prince S- of subsequently Thieves. allowed Robin Hood and made Marion to yeah. marry. Yeah. Exactly, yes. Marvellous. So, so yeah, th- history could be very different if he'd, he'd chosen the other way, but um, he didn't, because that's probably the noble thing to do. Wasn't it? A nice he, he yeah. Apparently, he was the only man ever to beat uh, the Lionheart in combat. Okay. So, he was, uh, you know, so... He's he's pretty cool, isn't he? So noble sounds badass. Like, yeah. yeah, very nice. Cool. So, that's, exp- that's all explained. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, okay. Moving on, time for the final random question. The random question. The final one of 
Oh, just of term. Of term. Final one of term. Now, okay. let me see if I can find the mug. It's probably still in the, hopefully it's in the drawer. Spin Otherwise, I'm going to have to pause this again, and this is going to take even longer. There we go. We've been extraordinarily shambolic today by yes. our standards. By our standards. <laughs> even which, by our standards. Which were already so high. Oh, it's a good one. Is it a good one? Your first job in Reading. Oh, see, that's easy for me. This one. <laughs> well, it's morphed a bit over the years, true, to be yes, fair, yes, hasn't true, it? Yes, true, true. But I still stick stories on the internet, so there's that. that did you build the website? Was that no, your first job? No, no, I just helped it along. Did you? Back in the good old Thomas days. Thomas worked here for how long? Uh, nine on 14 years. years. Nine on 14 wow. years, and at no point has any of his colleagues ever known what he does. <laughs> Apart from... Go for haircuts. <laughs> Which I could really do with. And lunch. And lunch, yeah. Oh, are you telling me you don't go for lunch? <laughs> you have to go and try all the barbers in Reading, don't you? One by one. One by one. I still look like this. God, we've all been here for donkey's years, though, God, haven't yeah. we? You've been really? here for the donkeyest years. I did have jobs, Was call it BP, before post. <laughs> oh, right, okay. I was yeah. not at BP. No, not at the BP garage, no. Okay. No. What was your first job in My Reading? first job it, um, was in the BHS Cafe. Oh, wow. They had excellent chocolate fudge cake. Yep, I cut that up. Very oh. cheap breakfast. I was. I like to describe myself um, as the, the chef, but that is a, lie. a very loose term <laughs> in that context. Uh, I got things out of the freezer and put them in the oven. I microwaved the beans and I deep fried things. Oh well, I, you know I was quite senior. I was like yeah. egg fryer and stuff. But <laughs> I did, yeah, I was uh, I was quite good at it. Or there was a few injuries along the way. Okay, well, biggest incident? Uh, putting my hand in a deep fat fryer. Oh, it was on its way to cooling down, okay. but it was still pretty bad. Ooh, let's have a look. Which hand was it? That looks alright. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I had to wear a funny wet glove. Making a fuss. Yes. Making a fuss. Yeah. I did also what, like, possibly on my first week or two, I was on the servery at the front doing breakfasts, and I passed out. Oh. Which is quite embarrassing. And then it took about (laughs) ten people to carry me out to the office at the back. Lots of chocolate fudge cake. Yeah, get some sugar. Yeah, I think it was just so hot. Yeah. I was perhaps a bit nervous and stuff. Starting my new job. Anyway, Hugh, you. Hugh, what about you? I worked as a waiter in the old bell in Grace and Green. Cocktail bar. And um, on my second shift, I dropped half-melted <laughs> chocolate sundae all, over, all down someone's crotch. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not happy. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, we had to put everything on a tray. Was he wearing a chino? Yeah, I can't remember what, his, what attire he was wearing. <laughs> I'm just he wasn't best pleased. Show up really badly. But yeah, I, I picked up the tray and the um, everything tipped off it onto his lap. <laughs> so, Man. But I was I, I, that was that was on the outskirts already. But I worked in um, I worked in the building called Great Brigham's Mead, which is opposite TGI Fridays on the roundabout. Oh yeah, that big office. I was before I worked here. Oh okay. I worked there for two years, and I managed. I was 
basically in charge of the post room there. Oh, we knew that. Yes, yeah. we've sort of... And, um, yeah, I remember. It's quite a corporate environment there, and there were loads of directors with really long, flashy titles, so I gave myself one. <laughs> Go on. I called myself the Director of Internal and External Communication. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good. Because you literally directed I, yeah, the internal... The whole place <laughs> would fall apart, apart without me, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Um, yeah, we used to do... Mail used to come in, used to sort it out, take around the office to people, um, and then... There were other things we used to do, but I can't remember. But yeah, that was the basic crux of it—to move move mail around what was quite a large office. Um, oh well, for two years. So we've got a chef, a director of internal, internal and, and external, external communications, yeah. and Thomas. Uh, my first, well, my first in my first job in Reading was obviously this one. I think I was just digital. You, just, you didn't do anything I before was you. Digital media executive when I first joined this place. Did you not have a job uh, when you were Oh yeah, a yeah, yeah, I did. I worked in, in uh, Balfour News Agents in Priestwood Square. Well, there we go. Behind the counter. It was once held up. No way. That was way. quite a traumatic story. And Is that true? Yes. I've never heard this before. Have you oh not? God, I'm sure Tom. I've told you this before. What happened? Um, Are you allowed to say? Oh yeah, no, it's, it's the official secrets is, is long since passed. gone, okay. Um, what about you genuinely concerned? No, no well, I, I got that. So, <laughs> it was quite fortuitous in a way. I can look back and laugh now. It wasn't funny at the time. Um, but it was working, it was an evening, and uh, a couple of guys came in wearing those scream masks, you know, the glass, oh, yeah. and a hoodie, naturally. Uh, and one of them had a gun, and one of them had a knife. I said, can we have your money, please? I was like, were they that polite? No, I, well, I, don't, I don't really remember. Give me all your money. Um, and I gun? Said, oh my God. I know. Like, I, I, Is it a real gun? As far as I could tell, yes. Oh, Tom, that's horrible. It's not great. No. But, um, yeah, so they said, oh, get, open the till, give us a I said, I can't open the till. Can't open the till. Uh, uh, so then they were getting like a bit frustrated oh. and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, just couldn't open the till. Um, so that w- there was that. And then they took me out to the, took me out the back to open the safe and I was like can't open the safe I'm just a I'm just a guy I'm just a kid look at me beanpole um spoiler alert I could open the till <gasps> shut uh, the front door oh yeah in your face crims yes did you seriously yeah well what you don't realise is that um I shouldn't have had my mobile phone out at the time and it was on the side by the till and I thought if I open the till they're going to nick my mobile phone as well that was what was going through my head. It was like, don't steal my Your phone. Your Nokia 32 yes. tech. Yes. Were you in the middle of a game of Snake when they arrived? I may well have been. <laughs> but the other, the, other, the other thing about this was the following day I had an English exam uh, and I hadn't finished the book that we were supposed to be doing the exam on. Was it the book of apostrophes? No, that's why I never finished it. <laughs> no, uh, it was some Thomas Hardy nonsense. Um, Did you use your... Oh God, getting yeah. held up as an excuse. Fl- I, well, couldn't, I so couldn't read it. Almost as soon as, um, almost as soon as they disappeared, uh, yeah, I had almost like just complete shock, and I, I spent the following day just in bed. I went and I went and uh, I think I, I managed to pop out. I went and bought a couple of DVDs. Came home, sat down, just sat in bed for the next twenty four hours, watching Danger Mouse. Of all the films Crumbs. you could have watched. All carrots. Yeah, well, I just really fancied Danger Mouse. I wanted to watch oh, Danger Mouse. Tom, how have you and I never heard that story? I've never heard that. 15 years of knowing you. Gosh. I don't know. I suppose I don't tell it very much. Oh. Weren't you terrified when Baron Greenback came on the screen and reminded you of your horrible ordeal with the Crims? No. What, oh, what about his sidekick, Stiletto? Because Can you watch the film Scream? I've never watched it and I won't. 
But the thing with Danger Mouse is it was made pretty clear they were tiny little animals. It was just a little frog. This is true. So this is why we just count the Evening Post as your first job. Yeah, I also... Choose to forget. I also... Um, He's opening his heart here, listeners. Yeah, this is traumatic. Holy... Shortly after, shortly after that, um, my my heart went out of the uh, serving behind the counter industry, and uh, I took up a role in next door at the Indian restaurant serving booze to curried. Um, ah, the to, curry nor. To, yeah, to to right. um, to delicious. I can't think of the word. I don't, I'm trying to explain it in a in a really elaborate way, but lots of people enjoyed a curry in there, and I used to serve them the booze. And to this day, you're still a loyal, oh, loyal, patron. loyal customer. Um, so yeah, shout out to them. Great stuff. Hmm. So, should we say the end of term? The bell is ringing. And I don't I want to open my heart I anymore. Feel, no, I feel a bit shell shocked. Oh, well, imagine how poor Michael Bond felt. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> Strange old place. Funny, funny old day. Funny times. Funny old. Um, okay, rounding up. Here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thank you, Jeremy, for the last time for a couple of weeks. I'm going to turn my piece of paper over because I've written it on the other side of what I was going to say. Thank you, Jeremy, for the last time, for a couple of weeks. Have you had a lovely time, Rach? I have had a lovely time. Nice to be back with you, boys. Yes, it's nice to be back with you too. Thank you. Hugh, have you had a lovely time? I have. It's almost been emotional, you know? Yeah, slightly. It's it's a bit. But, you know, been a bit of a sad, roller coaster sad, today. Sad tales, you know, and this, obviously it's the last uh, episode of the series. Series. <laughs> Season. What I, what I quite <laughs> liked was the random question for once actually worked and elicited three new stories yeah. we've not told before. Normally, I think I haven't got a clue what I'm going to say. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't ask me first. <laughs> Some variation of a similar question we've had before. <laughs> oh, can I just, before we finish, give one of my greatest personal achievements in relation to my first ever job? Yes, you may. Uh, I was working on the weekend of the Reading Festival and I single-handedly cooked 200 fried breakfasts. Wow. That's quite a lot of I imagine bacon. that certificate's still on the wall at the <laughs> well, Yeah, I do. <laughs> this is like... A few years ago, yes. but I still shout. Can about I it. tell you a story? I just remembered a story from my days <laughs> as, as internal. Has to try better. <laughs> me. I just remembered it. It's quite a funny one. Um, someone asked me to courier someone to the something to the London office, and they came in in a panic because it was for it was for something like the world global chief executive of the entire company, and I needed to get a, a get something to him from Reading to London on a motorcycle courier. I forgot, <laughs> and, and I realised at about midnight that I'd forgotten so I got in really early the next day got a courier got to London you know for, for first you went to London no no got, okay. the, got, the, got whatever document he needed for it and then got a message later on saying thanks for that uh, the meeting was cancelled though <laughs> I genuinely thought I was going to be fired by like the absolute top top <laughs> dog was going to march in and have me escorted off the, off the premises for what forgetting, a way to forgetting, forgetting his document 
Thanks, guys. Uh, we, as I mentioned, we're going to take a short break now for two weeks while we recharge our batteries. We'll be back on Friday, the 29th of November. I should have just checked. You're both in that week, aren't you? Yes, yeah. I am off next week. Probably. Okay. Thanks, then. See you soon, everyone. Bye. Bye. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. We apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant. Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, down. that was brilliant.